of a unique new summer series by the Mercury Theater on the Air.
from the private journal of Jonathan Harker. I, Jonathan Harker, lawyer's class, article to Peter Hawkins, Esquire of Exeter, England, am writing this journal in the hope that if misfortune overtakes me, it may one day come to the eyes of those who love me. I set out from London on the last day of April to visit one of our clients in Eastern Europe. On May the 3rd, I arrived in Budapest and came after nightfall to Klausenburg on the borders of Transylvania. At Bistrich, there was a letter of welcome for me from our client, informing me that his carriage would await me at the Borgo Pass. It was signed, Dracula. Very 
father's, I could see under the heavy mustache, was fixed and rather cruel looking with peculiarly sharp white teeth. Mm. You hear me, Mr. Hart? I take it we will remain. 
the 30th. These may be the last words I ever write in this diary. Oh, God preserve my sanity. I have never seen Count Dracula by day. At sunrise, at the first cockcrow, he is gone. I... I don't understand these things. I only know that the wolves obey him, and that he is a man with hair on the palm of his hands, with sharp teeth, and no blood in his face. He casts no shadow. He cannot be seen in a glass. And he moves like a bat across the sheer face of the castle walls. He eats no food and is mortally afraid of the crucifix. As I write this, I hear in the courtyard the rolling of heavy wheels and the cracking of whips. And there is in the passageway below a sound of heavy boxes being set down. Boxes shaped like coffins. And I know what they hold. Boxes are filled with holy earth from the chapel beneath the castle. It's the last box being nailed down. And now I hear the heavy feet tramping again. The door shut. The chains rattle. In the courtyard and down the rocky way, the roll of heavy wheels, the track and whip. Like coffins. 
I dared not leave the helm. So here all night I stayed. And in the dimness of the night, I saw it. I saw him. God forgive me, but the mate was right to jump overboard. It was better to die like a sailor in the blue water. But I am captain, and I must not leave my ship. I shall tie my hands to the wheel when my strength begins to fail. And along with them I shall tie that which it dare not touch. My crucifix. I am growing weaker. And the night is coming on. God and the Blessed Virgin help a poor ignorant soul trying to do his duty. before the events recorded here, I had become engaged to a young lady, Lucy Westenra. We were to have been married in the spring. My old teacher, Professor Van Helsing, arrived at four the next afternoon. I took him at once to Lucy's house. She lay in a bed asleep. She was ghastly, chocolatey pale. The red seemed to have gone even from her lips and gums. And the bones of her face stood out. Young miss is bad. Very bad. She must have blood or she will die. Yet she is not anemic. The qualitative analysis of her blood gives quite normal condition. It is strange. I do not like to think how strange. Look! My God, her throat, look! The black velvet band that she always wore had dragged up a little and showed a red mark on her throat. Just over the external jugular vein were two punctures, not large, but not wholesome-looking. The edges were white and worn-looking. Well? Well, what is it, Professor? What's wrong with her? Speak frankly. You can tell me the worst. I wish I could, Stuart. I wish I could. But I do not dare. Won't you tell me anything? I will tell you this. Your young lady is in a danger greater than death. You must believe me. If you leave her for one moment and harm befalls, you will not sleep easy thereafter. September 8th. I sat up all night with Lucy. Arthur, I'm afraid. My dear... You can sleep tonight. I'm here watching you. Nothing can happen. And I promise if any sign of bad dreams, if I see anything, I'll wake you at once. You will? Will you really? Then I'll sleep. I sat all night by her bedside. She did not wake once during the night, although 
A bows or a bat or something flapped almost angrily against the window panes. September 11th. Still quoting from my private journals. At this time that I received a message from Perfleet. Read 10.20 p.m. St. John's Hospital. Serious complications. Case 891. Your immediate presence, London. Imperative. I had no choice. Sometime later, a paper was found among Lucy Westenra's belongings. I write this and leave it to be seen so that no one may by any chance get into trouble through me. I went to bed as usual, taking care that the window was closed. As Dr. Van Helsing had directed. About two in the morning, I awakened... I went to the door, called out, Arthur! Arthur! There was no answer. Something's broken the window. I'm in the room, alone. I dare not go out. I seemed empty. There, full of specks, floating and circling in the draft from the window. The light burns blue. Damn. What am I to do? Something very sweet and very bitter all around me. Nothing sinking into deep water. And there's singing in my ears. You shall be flesh of my flesh. Blood. Orson Welles and the Mercury Theatre on the Air. 
In just a moment, our story of Bram Stoker's Dracula will continue. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System. Oh, let's begin. Square. 
If ever a face meant death, I saw it at that moment. Then suddenly she turned and vanished in the direction of the tomb. Child is not harmed. We leave him in a safe place where the police find him. There's more to do. Come. Now we were in the tomb. Then in the coffin, the thing lay. Like a nightmare of Lucy, the pointed teeth, the blood-stained mouth. Then Helsing never looked up. From his bag, he took out a book, his operating knives, a heavy hammer, and a round wooden stake. Some two or three inches thick, sharpened to a fine point, and hardened over a fire. Do it! The life of this unhappy woman is just begun. Then she become what you call undead. There comes with the change the curse of immortality. She cannot die, but must go on age after age, adding new victims. Because all that die from the plague of the undead become themselves undead and prey on others. So the circle goes on, ever widening as the ripples from a stone thrown in the water. But if this lady, this undead, be made to rest as true dead, then the soul of the poor lady whom we love shall be again free. Tell me, what am I to do? Take this stake in your left hand. The hammer in your right. Yes. Place the point over the heart. Yes. Then, when I begin the prayer for the dead, in God's name, strike. Yes. Are you ready? Now. Domine Jesu Christe, fili de vivi, kilmans tuas ex voluntate patri. On the morning of July 11th, a man was found on the border of Transylvania. He talked wildly of wolves and boxes of earth and blood. He gave his name as Jonathan Harker. In the hospital at Clausenburg, he improved sufficiently to make possible his removal to England. I'm still quoting from my own personal papers. But then his condition remained so serious that he was committed for observation to a private ward in my hospital at Perseid. Here he did so well that in three weeks he was completely recovered. It was during this time that his wife, Minna Harker, brought to the attention of Dr. Van Helsing and myself the journal that her husband had kept while a prisoner in the castle of a certain Count Dracula in Transylvania. I have before me the record of a meeting that took place in my study in Perseid, transcribed by Minna Harker. On October 1st, meeting began soon after 8. Jonathan next to me. Dr. Seward opposite to Van Helsing at the head of the table. My friends, there are such things as vampires. Had I known at first what now I know, one so precious life had been spared to many of us who love her. The vampire which is amongst us is of himself so strong that he can direct all the elements. The storm, the fog, the thunder... He can command all the meaner things, the moth and bat, the owl and the fox and the wolf. How then are we to begin our strike to destroy him? How shall we find his place? And having found it, how can we destroy him? My friends, it is a terrible task that we undertake. To fail here is not mere life or death. If we fail, we become as him. Foul things of the night as him. 
what you said. I answer for myself. Come me in. I'm with you. The professor laid a small golden crucifix on the table. We took hands and our solemn pact was made. My friend, we too are not without strength. The vampire flashes on the blood of the living. Without this, he cannot live. He throws no shadow. He makes no reflection in a mirror. He can transform himself to a wolf, to a bat. He can come on moonlight rays as elemental dust he can see in the dark. He can do all these things. Yet he is not free. His power ceases at the coming of the day. Then, until night, he must remain in the shape in which he finds himself. And except in his coffin home, in those earth boxes, he cannot rest. When we can confine him in his coffin, then, my friends, if we obey what we know, we will destroy him. At that moment, something sat wildly against the window, then. Did you hear it? I don't know. We looked out of the window. Against the black sky, we could see nothing. Data are now positioned. From the Count's castle in Transylvania to Whitby came 50 boxes of earth. All of these, to our certain knowledge, were delivered at Carfax. Recently, 12 of these boxes have been removed. First step, ascertain whether all the rest remain in the deserted house next door or whether any more have been removed. We must trace each of these boxes and sterilize the earth with holy water so that he can no longer seek safety in it. And we must hurry. Events of the next few days are described in Jonathan Harker's journal. October 2nd, 5 a.m. Just returned from the empty house. Left Mina here at home. Well, we've done our work at Carfax. The place was filthy. The air stagnant and foul and alive with rats. We counted the boxes. Only 38 of them. And over each one, the professor went through his same mysterious work. It was dawn when we got back. I found Mina asleep. She looks paler than usual. October 2nd. Soon after they left, I fell asleep. I remember hearing the sudden barking of the dog. And then there was silence. I got up and looked out of the window. There was a thin streak of white mist moving across the grass along the wall of the house. It dawned on me that the air in the room was heavy and dank and cold. The gaslight came only like a tiny red spark through the fog. I could see through my eyelids. The mist grew thicker and thicker. Then, as I looked, the spark divided and seemed to shine on me through the fog like two red eyes. You shall be flesh of my flesh. Blood of my blood. Blood of my blood. October 2nd, 8 p.m. We're on the track. Twelve boxes were delivered last week to an empty house of people. My dear friend, until the sun sets tonight, Dracula must retain whatever form he now has. We have this day to hunt out all his lairs and sterilize them. Then he will have no place where he can move and hide. But we have only until sunset. 
The house in Piccadilly was empty. Like the one at Percy, the same sickening smell was in the air. On the table, we found a clothes brush, a brush, and a comb, and a basin. The latter containing dirty water, which was reddened as if with blood. The boxes are back here. Eight, nine, ten. Eleven. Only eleven. There's the twelfth box somewhere. Gentlemen, it is after six. The sun is setting. We have no time to lose. He will return at any moment. Open the boxes. when somehow I feel that I'm with him. At sunset? Yes. Just at sunset. And again at sunrise. Dr. Van Helsing, if I could... If at that time, you... Have you the courage? Courage for what? What do you mean? Dr. Van Helsing here will question me. I will question her, yes. The one you love is already mine, he said. She is with me always, over land or sea. Ah, Count Dracula. Perhaps she will betray you if she is really with you. Who knows? If she is really with you over land or sea. Blood of my blood. Answer me, Mina. Are you with him? Yes, I am with him. Where are you? I do not know. It is all dark. What do you hear? The lapping of water. I can hear it on the outside. Then you are on a ship. Yes. What else do you hear? 
There's the creaking of an anchor What's chain. What's doing? Still. Oh, so still. It is like death. It's like death. Report from Matt and Peabody. Shipbrokers. Dated October 5th, according to Lloyd's List, the only sailing ship that left for the Black Sea yesterday was the Varina Katrina, bound for Varna. Some hours before she sailed, a man came alongside, all in black, driving a cart with a great box in it. This he lifted down single-handed and carried below. No one remembers having seen him after that as heavy mist came up over Doolittle Dock until sailing time. The rest of London Harbour remained... Completely clear. Our plans are made. The average sailing time from London to the Black Sea is three weeks. We can travel overland to the same place in three days. We shall be there waiting for him when he arrives. October 15th, arrive barn about five o'clock. Mina seems stronger. Every morning before sunrise and just before sunset, she speaks to Van Helsing in a trance. Are you with him, Mina? Tell me, are you with him? I am with him. What can you see? Nothing. All is dark. What can you hear? I can hear the waves lapping against the ship and the water rushing by. The wind is high. I can hear it in the shrouds and the bow throws back the foam. So, the Dorina Katrina is still at sea, hastening on her way to Varna. The Count cannot cross warning water. So we cannot leave the ship without being observed. What do you hear, Mina? Happy way. Nothing water. Darkness. Darkness and weakness. A whole week of waiting. Daily telegrams from Lloyd. Not yet reported. Not yet reported. Not yet reported. Not yet reported. Rushing water and creaking mouth. Darkness. Darkness and wind. October 24th. Amazon. Lloyd, London, Toronto. Sorry, Nick. I've been reported this morning. From Dardanelle, Lloyd's London to Harker, October 28th. Sarina Katrina in heavy fog reported entering Galat's Harbor at 1 o'clock today. Galat! Galat is 38 hours from here, and the first train for Galat leaves at 6.30 tomorrow morning. My friends, we have lost.
Captain Garrett. Saw Captain of Serena Katrina. A man come aboard with an order an hour before sunup to receive a box for a party by the name of Dracula. Got his papers, all right. Uh, Emmanuel Hills, I'm his name was. Mr. Hiroshan? Yes. You went out of the box yesterday. I get the Kyloff by order. Kyloff. Mr. Kyloff? I lost. This morning they find him dead inside the churchyard of St. Peter. They find him dead with his throat torn open. October 30th evening. There are two ways in which Dracula can get back to his own place. By land or by water. We've examined the map and find the most likely river is the Serras. You and I see what will charter a steam launch and follow him up the river. Van Helsing and Mina will take the train to Veresti, and from there they will... From there we shall go in the track where Harker went, from Distant over to Borgo. If you have not caught him before, we shall be awaiting Dracula there. There's plenty of water and the banks are wide apart. September first, evening. No news all day. We hear that a big boat went up the river before us, going at more than usual speed. November fourth. All day driving. The country gets wilder as we go. By morning we shall reach the Borgo Pass. We've got horses and we follow on the track along the river. We are armed. Look! Quick! There they are now! Heading west! With the dawn, we could see the Slovaks some miles before us, dashing along the river with their wagons. On this is the great box. There's no time. 
Look at the sun. Francis. In one minute there is darkness and he is forever lost to us. Have you the stake of wood and the hammer? Yes. Now, Stuart, pray for us. Kneel down and pray. Harker, the stake of wood over his heart. Be not afraid, Harker. Do not look into his eyes. The hammer. Now, Harker, strike. Strike. must 
at the last moment, have rejected it. For at the exact instant the sun disappeared, it was Mina Harker who drove the stake through the heart of the thing that called itself Dracula. At that same instant, even as we looked, the wound on the side of her throat was no more. As for Dracula, before the scream of the creature had died from our ears, the whole body crumbled into dust and passed from our sight. In that final moment of dissolution, there was in the face a look of peace, such as I never could have imagined might have rested there. of Dracula by Orson Welles and the Mercury Theater was the first of nine CBS broadcasts in which this brilliant group will bring to life a series of great narratives, all presented in the immediacy of the first person singular. In presenting them each Monday evening at this time during the summer season, the Columbia Network is bringing a complete theatrical producing company to the air for the first time. In the cast tonight, Dr. Van Helsing was played by Martin Gable, Jonathan Harker by George Kaloris, Dr. Seward by Orson Welles, the Russian Captain by Ray Collins, The Mate by Carl Swenson, Mina Harker by Agnes Moorhead, Lucy Westenra by Elizabeth Sparrow, and Count Dracula by Orson Welles. Bernard Herman composed the original music and conducted. Dan Seymour speaking. Davidson Taylor supervised the production for the Columbia Network. And now here is the director to tell you about next week's Mercury Theatre production, Mr. Orson Welles. Ladies and gentlemen, what are your favorite stories? If there's one you're particularly fond of, I would like to hear on the air. Will you please write me about it? Next week, the Mercury Theater is going to tell you Robert Louis Stevenson's exciting yarn about pirates and the sea. Treasure Island. Until then, just in case Count Dracula's left you a little apprehensive, one word of comfort. When you go to bed tonight, don't worry. Put out the lights and go to sleep. It's all right. You can rest peacefully. That's just a sound effect. There. Over there in the shadow, see? Nothing. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. I think it's nothing. But always remember, ladies and gentlemen, there are wolves. There are vampires. Such things do exist.